the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. All right, folks. Welcome back to Racer Radio, brought to you by South, uh, good old Southwest Point of Sale. Got a small business and you'd like to go, uh, you know, self-checkout? Well, Southwest Point of Sale has been doing it for over 20 years. And they'll be more than happy, 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 more than <laughs> happy to put you on the right track. Just give them a call at 1-800-540-2149, and they'll be more than happy to come out to your location, take a look at your facility, and if it fits, their system will be hooked up with yours, and you'll be ready to go. Also, Black Forest Motorsports for all you BMW, Mini Cooper, and Porsche owners. 40-plus years experience. Nobody does it better. Go to blackforestautomotive.com, make an appointment, and thank them for sponsoring Racer Radio. All right, we got Brittany in the house, and uh, I guess I'm going to be watching the back of her head uh, <laughs> until the NASCAR race is over with. Yes, but you've got a very behind me. But you've got a very special guest on the line. I know. I'm so excited. She called in. We have Donna Edward, owner of Southern California Flat Track Association. I believe their season has begun. All right. How are we doing, uh, young lady? Very well, thank you. Very well. So has your season started? Yes, we started uh, February 5th oh. of this year. So our second round is March 5th, and we do one race a month um, for flat track, and we do one race a month for speedway. Excellent. What tracks do you go to? Um, I have my own facility, Paris Raceway. Um, I've been there for 23 years. I did the motocross track for a about nine years, and then I moved to the back of the track, and now I've been doing flat track racing for the last 15 years. Fantastic. Yeah, Scott Delosio calls in at the bottom of the hour, and he's talked about you pretty much extensively because you know <laughs> he is a flat track you know, fanatic. He loves that, I think, uh-huh. better than the cars, but we won't say that on air. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's some familiar faces uh, racing out there, or familiar names. They've been on radio with us dave there's a well dalton collie we had dalton daddy dalton and younger brother dalton in here are the collies and then uh, travis petton petton family we had a kusi we're gonna bring him in you're like i have an opening on tv yeah yeah yeah, and then uh summer kukla she's been on radio with us as well yeah so so Mm -hmm. what i can do for you donna is is uh britney will give you my email address and you know, if you want to promote uh, the track and that form of racing, and you don't mind okay. having a little staycation in San Diego, hmm. I'll put you on the number one watched uh, morning show here in San Diego. Yes, I'd love that. That's great. Because He's a lot of there. yeah. So go okay. ahead and ex- ex- explain well, your form of racing. You know, because all everybody okay. knows is motocross, but kind okay, of we do yeah. classy. This is where motocross racing evolved from. Right. It evolved from classy racing, which is flat track. They go in a circle. And then it went from flat track 
two scrambles, which they still went in a circle, and then there was a jump or two and a turn left and a turn right. From that evolved motocross. So the beginning of motorcycle racing began with flat track racing, and um, my um, deceased husband was a professional flat track racer, and this, my other partner, Vince Graves, this was a dream for them to build this state-of-the-art facility, um, which we did. Um, my husband died two and a half years ago. Uh, Vince moved to Arizona about two years ago. So I've been on my own doing this for myself wow. um, because I feel indebted to my riders. <laughs> um, there is a real passion in the people that do race it, um, like Dalton Colley, excellent rider, very, very talented, mm-hmm. Travis Penton. Another very, very talented writer started uh, when he was about eight years old. So I've watched him come up the ranks from a little 80 writer to a <laughs> professional writer. It's been very, it's fun. It's really a lot of fun. And it's just a passion that they have and that they left with me. And so I hope to be able to uh, complete their dream and that's awesome. to move forward. And that's where I'm at right now, just moving forward. On behalf of the racers, uh, thank you for that. We we encourage any track to be open. Mm-hmm. So, no matter what's going around in circles or straight. Uh, I had a question. Rough, you know, a couple years, but yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, so is everybody. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. on on the other end, you're still open and uh, looking forward to a second race. It sounds like for this season. I was curious yep. about a couple of the divisions. May I ask about that? <laughs> Sure. You have one that's called Bomber Experts. Is that is that correct? Yes. What does that yes. entail? Um, I, you know what? I got to look because oh, okay. I really don't know what it I don't know bikes. Oh, I'm okay. I'm sorry because I'm seeing <laughs> Bomber. I want to tell you what it is. There, it's a particular bike. The Bomber is um, 1980 or earlier, oh, okay. a four-stroke single. Oh. Guys come from... Most of them come from the past. We have Jeff Johnson, who's one of them, Danny Perkins, who probably holds the record of being biggest and um, winner of the mm-hmm. bomber class. Um, it's not a real big class because of the, the age of the bike. Oh, yeah. So, um, But it is a very exciting class. They're all exciting. I really. was just going to say, they're all exciting. This one sounds exciting. Hooligans. That's yeah, the latest. Those, those are Harleys. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the latest those and greatest. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And um, uh, some of them are kind of crazy. <laughs> they um, should be. I, I think. Mean, I've seen. I've seen some drive in on their Harley, and ride this class and crash. And oh. On their oh. I mean, a walk home. Like, oh my God. Yes. Isn't that funny? I, I, can I ask you one know, they're more? Big, they're big. Yes, absolutely. Oh. Ask whatever you like. Well, because it's Mad Dog. Oh, Mad <laughs> I'm not making oh, these Mad up. <laughs> no, Mad Dogs are, we we don't allow any um, knobbies because it. it messes with the tires for the flat track. Mad Dog is, if you know anything about motorcycles, it's an 85 to 100 cc mm-hmm. frame. So it's a smaller bike. And it has knobbies, and it can be their engines can go up to a 230 cc. That means they're very fast. Mm-hmm. And it's just a group of guys that enjoy racing. Their kids race their dads, and it's it's a fun class. It gets 
pretty busy sometimes, pretty mm-hmm. big. So you also have a vent you have a vintage class as well, right? We have every yes, we have we don't have too many vintage riders, no. Um the biggest classes are our vet fifty class and our sixty class. Thirty fives are a little small, but the vets are pretty big. I mean, these are guys that raced back in the day and when flat track was very popular and they just they're reinventing themselves mm-hmm. and bringing their bikes out of the garage and just Well, that's kind of Yeah, that's kind of what I meant was, you know, just the older, you know, the guys that mm-hmm. just can't get it out of their system but mm-hmm. yet, you know, they know they're not going to, you know, win big money or anything but they still have that desire keeps them young yeah keeps them young that still have the (laughs) desire to ride they can sort of kind of get still get into their leathers yes that's it and that's why i'm there (laughs) so it looks like guys uh yeah that's awesome that you you offer that for them for all of them um, it looks like here for the listeners uh gates open at noon riders meeting 245 practice at three and racing mm-hmm. to follow. Then, does it's it tend usually, to? It starts around racing. Starts around four thirty because we regroom the track after practice, and um, it takes around thirty minutes, thirty-five minutes to groom, and then we start racing. We aren't a time constraint. We have to be done by ten mm-hmm. o'clock. So we are very, very structured, mm-hmm. and we run our races really quick. We are one goes right after the other. And um, we have as many as 25 to 26 heats and 25 to 26 names. We have a lot of riders. Um, We have a lot of young children, 50cc kids, a lot Mm -hmm. of them, about 15 or 16 of them. Um, And um, we don't ride. We always separate our children from the adults. We don't have kids ride with the adults. And um, it's just a a fun night. It's a day that, I mean, it's just fun for the kids and for the adults and i love it i've been doing it for a long time I, yeah i love motocross when i left there it was really sad because mm-hmm. that was my passion yeah. over there but leaving there my husband wasn't well and it was just so demanding sure. of your time and yeah. energy it was a 16 18 hour days this is much simpler once a month you know it's uh, with him being gone it's a little harder because yeah. i have to depend on other people to help me but you know yeah, I'm getting it done. I've been yeah. doing it. It sounds here, like you're getting so. it done. Yeah. So I tell you what, yeah. can you hang with us for another segment? Sure. I didn't hear anything from Dirt Dude, did I, you? I did. I just didn't tell you. Oh, what's he say? <laughs> what do he say? Uh, Does he want to talk? Oh, why? Uh, what do he say? Well, he said he would if I just asked you. Calling in, he goes, okay, I can. Oh, okay. Well, then I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and we'll let you go. I'm sure you're watching the NASCAR race. We'll get you back yes, on again. And the other thing, too, is anytime, and I like with the little kids, if you ever have any little kids that you think really are good but would okay. do well to be interviewed on a regular basis, they can either call in or if they're local, they can come into studio. Uh, Brittany and I are so happy to help the younger generation learn how to be interviewed because – Hey, if they make it, that's the number one thing they need to do. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, we're going to yep. bug you again and because okay. we want to talk Anytime. to you some more, and we'll keep you on, keep everybody okay. listening on the map. All righty. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank right. you so much for keeping that track alive. There you go. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Dirt Dude's up next right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer.
right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Racer Radio. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. The same is brought to you by El Cajon Ford, where nobody, absolutely nobody treats you better than El Cajon Ford. Oh, is that happening right now? She's screaming. Uh, Yes, folks, we do have uh, the NASCAR race on TV. Uh, This segment is, again, brought to you by El Cajon Ford, where nobody, absolutely nobody, nobody treats you better. All right. Hey, we got Dirt Dude on the line. Oh, Kyle. What's Poker Face doing back there behind you? Oh, my God. Well, Kyle Kyle, uh, Larson just got taken out, so she's in utter tears. So hopefully, folks, hopefully, folks, you are taping this so you won't completely I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks for letting the cat out of the bag on that one. Well, he just just spun out. It's it's getting close to the end, but hey. So what's going on? <laughs> I thought I'd call in and talk a little bit about uh races past, races future, uh stuff that's going on. Sure. Um, I know you're you're you got a guy calling in, Andrew Schmidt, he's raced at our track before, he's gonna be in the next segment, which is pretty cool. Been seeing he's super busy, so you can ask him about monster trucks and dragsters here along with his normal racing. Um I guess uh, I don't know if Brittany knew, but uh they were racing at a Cocoa Pod this weekend. It was the Dwarf mm-hmm. Park. Oh, yeah. I know. The king of the track. Hi. You want to tell him how your boy did? Mm. Another one? What do you think, Dave? Friday night? I can't imagine. He won. He Saturday won. night, what do you think? Ah, uh, he, he won. won. And who are we talking about? Darren Brown. Darren Brown. Team Brown. The Debris. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, I may have watched. I'm surprised you didn't go. <laughs> yeah, I had today planned. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I had a big day. This yeah, morning. don't make her mad. She's shooting people now. Yeah, got a lot. Of- I was like, I was listening to. I was like, yeah, hey, you got a couple shotgun. Yeah, I, I, my daughter loves shooting shotgun. She's got the small frame, and mm-hmm. she, it's, it's just uh, you know, it works well for her. She can actually shoot uh, my forty-five. I got a, a nice forty-five. Yeah. You know, it's this grip to kind of small on it, so it's not so bad. But uh-huh. you know, those three fifty-sevens, if you get a I like a Packmeyer grip on it. You can actually get the lady hands on that thing and oh, still shoot, yes. shoot something like that, no problem. Yes. She loved that one. That was wonderful, but out of my price range. Yeah. Uh, what about the other divisions at Coco Paw? How'd they go? There was a sport I really compact. Didn't follow a lot. I know there was a lot of sport compacts, and I was lucky enough. I mean, I would, didn't get to go, but a lot of people had their live feed going. Yeah. Uh, I know that. Um, um, uh, got a blank on name. Don't you hate that? Uh, Robert Peters. Robert yes. Peters had a bad had oh. a bad night, a bad weekend, I guess. Actually, oh. he was still. I, I was reading his feed, and a car was fast. It looked good. Won his heat race, main event. Blew the third member up in it. Oh, First, I'm oh. sorry to hear that. Cause I was watching uh, Darren's mother, Julie Brown's feed, and so when she stays <laughs> on Darren, then you don't even see any of the other drivers. Jeez, I wonder why she does yeah, that. And, and that was Robert's Tristan division. Was, Tristan was actually showing some of it. <clears throat> but then um, I guess the second night, he got it all put together, bought a third member from someone else. That's the rear end. Bought a, a rear end from someone else. And then uh, on the second night, the drive shaft came off from the, from the front of the motor. So oh. tore some stuff up. I just oh. opened my Facebook, and that was the first thing that popped up. Robert Peters. <laughs> <laughs> I like my Facebook feed because it's mostly racing. And yeah. cats. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of like, you know, hey, you're following this person. This is what they're up to. I'm yeah. like, okay. That's how I found out 
Schmidt was doing so much. Oh, I'm like, yeah. that guy's going everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to that interview and uh, find out what he's doing uh, up in uh, Paris Auto Speedway. Along with everything else. Yeah, yeah. he does. He races several different tracks. So he does. He's raced our track before at Brona Speedway. He's mm-hmm. been down there for sport compacts. I'm not sure if he want, wants to start branching out into other things. I, I see a lot of people just really like the sport compacts and sticking with them. Seems He's, to uh, be. Like a pure stock. Well, it, it, wouldn't you say it's the price? It's the availability and the price. <clears throat> yeah, and you can go anywhere, and especially because now that Paris has opened it up as the IMC Class 2, that's not their night of destruction it's imports. It's They're actually running the IMCA hobby stock, or the the class that they're right. talking about. So, I mean, uh, anybody can run any of these tracks, <clears throat> and it's all going to be legal. Like, you don't have to worry about the guy that's showing up with this built, welded-up car, you know, right. and it's not falling into the specs of everything else. And it's cool. I mean, that's night of destruction is night of destruction. If you want to go out there and watch people just tear stuff up, and that's your <laughs> your thing, mm-hmm. it's a fun night. Oh I yeah. Well, and and, you know. and the thing too is kind of funny when you, when you know, I was sitting here listening to you talk. You know, car generations have always been where there were plenty of thirty two Chevys and Fords and Plymouths. Then they all got destroyed. Then it was the forties. Then it was the fifties. And it's so this subcompact class is kind of the same thing. Hondas, Toyotas, Nissans, Fords, Chevys. And there's plenty of those little beaters out there until such time as they mm-hmm. exhaust all those. <laughs> as racing goes, you know, you have to go with generations. Now. Yeah. You have to look at NASCAR now. NASCAR now has got independent rear suspension. There you go. The the, the mono hub um, nut on it, the mono nut that they have on there, right. instead of having the, the five lug nuts. That one one yes. main nut now, and it's like you know the the motors are fuel injection now rather than being carbureted, right. and you know five speed transmissions versus four speed transmissions. And you know what yeah, I've been like noticing? Anything that gets hit in the rear rips that independent suspension right out from underneath it, like where before when you had a solid rear end and a track bar, and you had all you know you didn't see differentials coming out from underneath these cars. But every one night, did you see that one last night? The, the uh, they got gutted completely. Oh yeah, that that the car made it across. The engine made it across the start finish <laughs> yeah. line before the car. Yeah, yeah. Seems well, like that where is it? yeah, but that was an Infinity car, so it's still old school. Yeah. But you know yeah. what I'm noticing? NASCAR's got to go back to work and figure out how to keep these cars on the ground. Too much airtime. They did the same thing with the second generation. I know the one they had the rear wing instead of a spoiler. Yeah. They were having problems with that car lifting off the ground. Right. It's just the aerodynamics of it. And it doesn't take much. It doesn't, I mean, either get it totally backwards or even a little bit to the yeah. to the left or right. And, man, the air gets underneath there. Or if you get tapped at the same time. But, I mean, you know, these are things, you know, they'll have to work out. I mean, they're all walking away. You know, they all walk away in one piece. So it's not like, you know, it's hurting anybody. But... You know, and I told everybody, this is going to be growing pains because, you know, there's so much that they're going to need to do with this new car to get it right, you know, and it's going to take some time. Why I think. didn't do they do all that during the off season? Well, I think there's a thing called a supply problem. Oh. And right now, if you buy parts and pieces for a NASCAR, you got to buy them from NASCAR. Yeah, I heard that. You can't go out and get independently parts and pieces 
and they've got pretty much the handle on all of this. So I don't know. They're limiting all the control on it. Right. Yeah. Like like the practice time. Like you can't take one of these cars out to your local track and practice. It has to be sanctioned practicing and it has to be at a track and, Mm. you know, tire compound. And you can't just use like the normal car. You have to use like the whole race trim setup and you're only allowed a certain amount of time of practice in your car to to get the deal with it. If you're introducing so many new variables, I think they should have really either relaxed on that or expanded the time for practice for the research and development. I don't know. With so many new variables. The teams are going to be on top of it because instead of having a single car team, you have a five car team. Yeah. You get more information from that. Yes. And they're all working together on that. They were talking about that with the duel. The drivers from the first duel. Well, the Fords and the Chevys and the Toyotas all stayed together they have been they all worked and i think ford's done a better job as far as working together on the track until you get to about the last 10 laps and it's it's who is whoever wants it gets it i'm thinking sorry that that car that they just showed Mm -hmm. i'm thinking of sheldon creed that's exactly what he looks like right now yeah exactly that red and white with the big old two yeah uh well that's 20 that's 21 that's the wood brothers car But yeah, so it, I think the season is going to be interesting. But let me ask you this: Did NASCAR accomplish what they set out to do, and that's to get the younger generation to watch? I think so. I'm, I'm not. I've never been a, like an asphalt fan because I'm. Dirt. Mm-hmm. I grew up in dirt. You know, I know. I will always follow a dirt car race over asphalt. Uh, but you know, it still piqued my interest this year. I've watched all of everything leading up to it, the Daytona leading up to it, the you know the Coliseum race for that. I'll probably stick with it and like you know watch a lot of it. It just it's not my heart behind it because that's dirt is where I'm behind. And, so. and you know what's funny, and I don't think I don't know if Brittany even caught wind of this, but during the clash in L.A. You know, they had Bulldog and Icicle and all these, you know, rappers and what have you. Uh, yeah. Today, they had nothing but Country Western. Oh, no, I, I didn't notice. Yeah. I don't know what ha- about So today. all the all of the acts and all the singing that I That's caught funny. wind of was Country Western. So I Back think, to the roots. Well, they're trying to keep that the, the roots. Yeah. Home road track. Keep, yeah. the, the, home keep track the locals happy. Is, keep the locals happy. I think yeah. they did catch a few new fans. I saw something probably on FS1. It followed a few USC students right. who right. had never seen NASCAR. Right. They went to that event at the Coliseum and now said, oh, yes, I appreciate the sport exactly. now. I, so it did work. Hopefully yeah. they didn't turn off the same amount of people. Right. Now we just, yeah, well, that's the key. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, I'll let you get back to the race. You can either stay hey, tuned quick, in. Uh, I, next race uh, for Kokopa, the 25th, 26th, and then I am going to the Midwinter Fair in Indio for the 4th, 5th, and 6th. We're featuring Southwest Lightning Sprint 600 and Pure Stocks. And Barona, we're going to have our opening season April 2nd. Fantastic. Awesome, sir, dude. Nice. Hey, I can't call the races for the Burn Institute. They have uh, put the race in June on a Sunday. Oh, you'll be here. It's a no pay, but I don't know if you'd be interested in calling it. Is that Delmar Fair? Yeah, in the okay. arena. June when? I'll have to. I'll send you the information, and if you're interested, I'll drop your. I'll give your name to them, but I can't do it because I'll be here. But I just want you to know it's a no pay because it's a Bird Institute. Oh, 
I have volunteer work all the time. I love doing that. I know you do. So I'll, I'll get you the exact date, and then and then I'll tell, and then I'll send you the information. If you're interested in taking my place until they come back to Saturdays, I'd like to have you do it. See what my schedule's like. Okay, talk here, buddy. Enjoy the rest of the race. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we got a gentleman all the way on Paris Auto Speedway, and his name is Andrew Schmidt. And according to Dirt Dude, he's the man. Yeah. Right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This segment brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway. Nobody does it faster than Paris Auto Speedway. And if you've never been, you need to go. Set your calendar. Go to ParisAutoSpeedway.com. Check out the schedule. Any race you pick, you it's are gonna absolutely going to love. Especially night of oh destruction. My gosh. Destruction mini stock. Mm. All right. Well, I guess we have a superstar on the line. According to everybody that wasn't on the show, knows about this guy, <laughs> Andrew Schmidt. How you doing, Andrew? Good. How about yourself? Dirt dude says you walk on water. What's yeah, up with basically. that? Yeah, I guess so. That would be the news on the street. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says you race everywhere. Yeah, we not afraid to travel. We go anywhere from uh, Mojave Valley Speedway to Ventura to Barona to wow. Paris Auto Speedway. The only one I have not been able to touch yet is Cocopa. Hopefully, oh. uh, this upcoming season we shall be there. That will be a bigger one. Well, I guess you do Paris. Yeah, if you do Paris, yeah, yeah, yeah Cocopa will, will be pretty much close to the same because that's a big, fast track. How long have you been racing? Uh, so I've been off and on for the past four years, but I've been heavy the last two years. Oh, how old are you now? Uh, I am go. I am thirty three, going on thirty four. Okay, so you kind of got into it a little bit on the late side, right? Yeah, we didn't quite have the money growing up, so I didn't really right. touch uh, touch it till about twenty two, twenty three, and I was in the night of destruction class for the <laughs> demo cross. Uh huh. Yeah, I started out uh, go karts because I couldn't afford. Uh, I couldn't afford the big cars. I, I just drained my savings and was nervous when I bought my first car. Did you drain your savings? I was sick to my stomach. Um, the lady across the the, the bank, know, the, yeah, the she bank knew what I was doing too. <laughs> She's all, "Are you all right, honey?" <laughs> yeah, but you survived. I did. Yes, I, it's it's not empty anymore, but I know the feeling. <laughs> so. Uh, Night of Destruction Mini Stock Champion is that who we're talking to? Yeah, that's that's that awesome. Would be who you're talking to? What did you race to earn that title? What uh, specifically? Um, so, you know, like car wise? Yes. Yeah, car wise. Uh, so, so car wise. Uh, so the last one I had was the Acura Integra. Um, before that, I had a uh, Honda Little Hatchback. Um, I ended up uh, getting rid of that car. Ended up picking up the Integra because I realized I was still battling for points. So I had to make sure I had a car so I didn't make a, miss a race. Oh. And it seems like that Acura Integra seems to be a pretty popular car in that in that form of racing. Yeah, it definitely is because they come with a dual cam from the factory. So you already got a little uh, bit of funny. the class. Because most Honda Civics and stuff like that out there have single cams. Right. So you definitely want to try and get some type of dual cam. Yeah, and you can't modify it. It has to be the way it came from the factory, right? Yes. 
Yeah. So how long are you going to stay in this class? Sounds to me like from a financial point of view and a competitive point of view and a fun factor. Yes. Why move? Um, so I'm actually looking into moving into uh, factory stock. So oh. I, ended, I ended up picking up a Chevelle, um, looking to hopefully make it legal for the class. And once <laughs> I get past the modification points that I got to do, hopefully I'll be up and going maybe mid-season. I was hoping to make it to the first race, but that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. Mm. So I'm going to definitely try and make it mid-season, but I'm going to try and definitely make it for the IMCA Sport Complex class that's coming up oh, okay. and the mini stock. So you will continue to race until you're ready for that leap. That's what I was going to yeah. ask. No gaps, no gaps. So will you be selling that Integra? Um, so actually, I already sold that one, and I'll actually be coming back out with my uh, 95 EG hatchback. Uh, we called it the Holt car. It was purple when I raced it the uh, first night I won out there. Uh, but now it's actually going to be coming out as the Spider-Man car. Oh. Painting it up to look like Spider-Man. My, my daughter, Chevelle, uh, came up with the paint scheme. So we're in the process of getting it ready. Um, I ended up blowing up a motor when I was at Mojave last race with it. So I'm in the middle of doing a motor swap. So Fun. that way I can go ahead and get it ready. Did, did you notice his daughter's the name? name? I did, Chevelle. Chevelle. Is that a car guy? <laughs> well, let me tell you. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I was hanging on the, okay, there's going to be a Batman and a Spider-Man out of Paris. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the Chevelle. <laughs> and yeah. the Chevelle. That's so funny. Yeah. Does she race? Um, she right now races in the Stasic Electric bike class. Oh. Um, we're in the process. Uh, she turns four next month, so we're hoping to get her into the Mini Dwarf class. Add a girl. And and then from there, we'll probably move into, uh, you know, bigger dwarfs and then also do some maybe junior drag racing, stuff like that for her. Well, wow. you know, you just give her enough steering wheels so she can make a decision. That's yeah. really what it amounts Seat to. Time. Exactly. All I know is every time we go to the racetrack, all she talks about is the kids and the races, and I need one. So. That's awesome. So you're going to be keeping yourself busy. That's Those right. Those junior dwarfs, they Absolutely. race a lot. They raced this weekend. They're racing again next weekend. Yeah. And Verona fires. They, they had a big race out at Cocopa. Yeah. And they're racing again next weekend at Cocopa. Yeah. Busy man. The part about it is we're not afraid to travel. So right. we'll definitely make it where we need to go. Well, if you get into the group of mini dwarfs that runs uh, Verona and Cocopa, and Paris on a kid, you'll love them. They're the greatest She'll love them. bunch of kids and family. I mean, you guys will fit right in. I've met a couple of them when we've been at Barona because they've raced the same nights we ran the Sport Compact. Mm-hmm. Great group of kids. Yeah. Uh, one of the little boys came up. He's got a YouTube page. And oh, uh, yes. came over and gave, gave Chevelle a T-shirt, gave her uh, his little autograph. And <laughs> she was uh, starstruck for a minute is what they would call it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, but- uh, then after that goes, Dad, where's my car? And I said, it's coming, baby. It's coming. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hey, have you seen his YouTube page, Growing Up Garage? That would be the little gentleman we yes. got the... Uh, Is he a from. hoot? He's awesome. When he comes in to do radio, OMG. We have so much fun with him. In fact, we have fun with all the little kids, and we do. We probably bring more of the little kids in than we do the adults. Well, at least 50-50, yeah. Yeah, at least, at least. <laughs> 
I'd say they keep it entertaining for sure. <laughs> Keeps me on the edge of my chair. Well, let that, me tell that's you. That's how we met because we were. I was on KUSI, but a bunch of junior that's drivers right. came, and you can't compete with puppies and kids. And no. the TV time was tapped out by all the kids. He's all sorry, Brittany. You yeah. lugged your whole car down here, and we didn't give you any TV time. No. You want to come on the radio? Yeah. So <laughs> she's been. Started. She's been my co-host for for ever since. <laughs> So I always have to ask you guys and girls that when you race, who helps you get to the track? You got any sponsors? Um, so right now, one of my biggest sponsors I have is uh, Anderson Chevrolet. Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually in the process of hopefully continuing the growth with them. I actually work for them, too, but I'm trying to uh, get the group, uh, growth a little bit better this year, get mm-hmm. a little bit more help from them. Um, and then always a big shout-out to uh, – my wife, Caitlin, and my daughter, Chevelle, they're the ones that are uh, the backbone behind it, helping me out, uh, get the cars ready. And then a uh, big shout-out to my race group. I got uh, Team Cavalier. They're always out there helping out. Then you got Ken McWilliams, uh, Dave Stites, Dave Ureen, Chris Nemi, and then you got a couple other guys like Dave Hunt that are out there when mm-hmm. I'm on the track and can help. They're always out there willing to give a hand, and I'm the – Vice versa, I go right back. They need something. Car's broken. They need a part. Run back to the trailer. Whatever they need, we help them out. Well, I might have something for you to help solidify that dealership's uh, sponsor package. You can put in your package that uh, at least once or twice a year, you can bring your car to San Diego with the crew, Bring the guys from the dealership. Anybody wants to come down, we'll give them TV time on the number one watch morning show. And even though it's San Diego, I'm everywhere. I mean, we're on YouTube, and everybody knows about KUSI, and we can have them on radio. So we'll give them – because, see, that's what they're looking for. What are you going to give me in return for what I give you? And I can offer you radio and TV. All you have to do is just ask. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Well, you know what? That's our little way of helping out. You know, it's funny. I have to tell you a cute story. So we had a guy, I think it was a factory stock car, K-Rail uh, K Kelly. Not quite sure what kind of car. But anyway, he raced at Barona, and he brought his car to TV, and it was just bright canary yellow with nothing on it except the number. So I was giving him a hard time. How come it doesn't have any sponsorship? Well, I guess this lady didn't like the way I was giving him a hard time, and she was a realtor. And she called up, and she sponsored him for the whole year. Oh, well. <laughs> so you never, you know, you just never know. You and you know, so like I said, with the dealership, who knows? Maybe somebody will drive up into your neck of the woods to buy a buy a Chevrolet. Stranger things. You never know, and that, that's why uh, every time we get a win or just a podium, I'm always giving them a big shout out. Sure, yeah. just always bring someone your way. You never know; they could just, like you said, be driving down the freeway. Yeah, the name pops in because they happen to see that Paris Auto Speedway. Yep. Um, that's the other thing. Anybody, anybody else out there looking, you know, mom and pop shops looking to kind of get their name out mm-hmm. there. I'm always open to more sponsors. Yep. Uh, not afraid to put your name on the side of my car. Any win I get, and I do travel all over, as you can hear, and, uh, you know, your name will travel a long way with the cars. And, you, right. and you do win. And so you, you do have win. That opportunity helps. on a microphone <laughs> to say those sponsors. Well, it's been great. We're going to get Chevelle on the line maybe in the next couple of weeks, see how it listen to the excitement of her wanting to get into the – Oh, my gosh. And in, in behind it. By the way – Brittany, who's a school teacher, runs a dwarf car. So she didn't start till late. So 
she definitely understands everything you've been talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. Sounds like a good time. You guys let me know. We'll get it set up. All right, buddy. You take care. Be safe and uh, go get a checker flag. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, a whole lot more right here on Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, the race is over, but we're not going to tell you who won, just in case you were uh, taping it. Um, kind of just want to, you know, you, you made a good comment early in the show about, you know, it's like eating two pounds of salami. You know, out of a one-pound bag. I mean, NASCAR is just shoving new changes. Stuff, new variables after oh new. Like, God. let's figure out some. This is reminding me. It's drawing a parallel to education. Let's change this and this and this and that. Oh, and this yeah, and that. yeah. Let's make a few changes, figure it out, and right. then build on that. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Well, I mean, you start off with, I mean, just the craziness of, you know, going. Let's, let's start from the front of the car to the back of the car. Are these all changes in the name of safety? I don't, well, safety and believe it or not, cost. Composite bodies, much easier than metal. Uh, even in the even in the duel, when uh, uh, Logano smacked the wall, as fast as he hit that wall, minor damage. And even the wrecks that we've seen here, you haven't seen that many cars get totally destroyed, you know. Don't think of the Infinity race because those are the old style cars. Airtime. <laughs> uh, we've got even the cars that got upside down. Really, I mean, it tore the the plastic noses off. Easy to put back on. I watched another one get hit. Hit him in the left right rear wheel and totally destroyed that independent rear suspension. And the tranny and diff are in the back now, not underneath the driver. The other thing I don't know if you noticed, they put the exhaust pipes behind the front wheels not in front of the rear wheels and they went from two pipes on the right to a pipe on the left and a pipe on the right and that's to help going from 750 horsepower to 670 horsepower Mm -hmm. so they're but you're right the changes are just astronomical yeah yes so we're gonna have to wait and see you know again it's gonna be part of the learning curve well yeah because like you said as much changes as you make um i thought it was funny though that i think was it the duel where i don't know where my switches are oh, my yeah. pedals feel different you know who that was uh harvick harvick yeah I, I was cracking up i'm like oh my god these are the top-notch people stressing out but they're the old school guys is that it you didn't hear any of the kids you <laughs> didn't hear funny. you didn't hear uh, austin Cindric say I'm lost in my car. Uh, I, I, for a very, very low-end amateur racer, it made me feel good. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 exactly. They're stressing out. They're having trouble getting well, parts. It's not and, just me. <laughs> and you can't go practice. You can't just take your car and go rent a track and just go around yeah. and around until you mm. can't roll around anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it, well, Austin Cedric. I mean, not that he's a slouch by any stretch of the imagination, but it just goes to show you anybody can win. That, I'm sorry, I'm changing the uh, primary topic, but not the subject of racing. Mm-hmm. They keep saying that about the AMA, the Supercross. Right. It's such a deep field. The ah. top 10. Yeah. Like, still, a couple of them, uh, is it Tomac? Uh-huh. Uh, it, he's rising. You know, the cream right. is rising. But it's such a deep 
group of, of riders yeah. There's that people it's still winning that you would never expect to see win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, who just won? Oh, oh, oh. Of what? Uh, the motocross? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my memory is terrible. But, and, yeah. I mean, Stewart gets second. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. Um, you know, and hopefully it sounds to me like he's adapted to this new car. He's not real happy, but he seems like he's adapted to this new car. And I think adaptation has a lot to do with the success of what you're, where you're going to be and how you're going to do. I, I agree. And I also can't help but think of the drag racing, the NHRA. Mm-hmm. So many new owners. What? Oh, he's just screaming. Oh, I thought he was correcting us. Um, how there's the new teams and the mm-hmm. new owners. And like with Leah Pruitt, she's got almost a brand new. Oh, yeah, dude, ev- she does. And the same thing in NASCAR. I mean, you've got Emmett Smith. You've got, I mean, you've got people coming in from the sports community that are, are just jumping in. And, and NASCAR, in turn, is teaching them like rock stars. You mean in the mentoring part of it? Well, in, in, you know, like when somebody owns a team, I mean, they're letting them, I mean, they're treating them really well. I mean, they're giving them the red carpet treatment, you know, that star, you know, interviewing them. I mean, how many owners buy a race team and then get interviewed on TV? Unless it's Hendrick uh, or, uh, you know, the, the three car, you know, I can't think of that. I just blanked out now. Uh, the guy that used to own. Uh, Dale Earnhardt's car. Oh, I thought you were going to say. That's right. You're not Yeah. I can't think of his name. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) But be that as it may. But the changes to the car are just immense. I mean, I can't. I can't. One of the, the, in the duels, one of the drivers forgot that he was in a five-speed car. Oh, yeah. You text me that. He drove the whole race in fourth. (laughs) Yeah, because he didn't know that he had a fifth gear or else he forgot. Uh, And then you've got a, a flat bottom race car now. And I think. That flat bottom race car, when it gets turned around, even though there's a wicker bill that's supposed to keep the tail down. It seems to be giving them lift. And it didn't take much to get them up and over. I mean, there are not a lot of them. There was one at the end of the race that got turned around, and you could still see the rear end starting to come up, but he hit the wall before it got up. But if somebody would have tapped him, up and over. How about, speaking of hitting the wall... On FS1, the show on They Walked Away. Oh, yeah. When they were doing the replays of the motorcycle crashes, I had to look away. Well, that was NHRA. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That well, is so And you don't see much of that on these on these motorcycles. They seem to... Hopefully not. No, they seem... But I've watched a couple of them where they've actually gone into the pit and the... And the and the net grabs the car. And, oh, yeah. yeah. But they'll, they bounce in their leathers. Yeah, they do. You just need to tuck. It looked like the one gentleman who really ended up hurting uh, a, a leg or an ankle or something. Oh, yeah. He tried to get up. It's like, roll it out, count yeah. to 10 before yeah. you try to stand up. Because he was still rolling, <laughs> trying know. to get up. Oh, he wanted to go get the bike. Oh, well, that's it was awesome. usually That's usually the downside. You want to go get the bike. Yeah, I got to make sure it's okay. Yeah, and, the, and those guys are going close to 200 miles an uh, hour. Uh, oh, my gosh. I saw that one where John Forsey was just a fireball. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, when I watched him in Texas when his car literally broke in half oh, and yeah. broke both his legs, and his legs oh, were just dangling. Oh, my gosh, stop. The whole front of the car was totally gone. And that's when they made all kinds of uh, safety changes. And with Leah uh, Pruitt, 
And her, did you? you <gasps> it did, bent in half. It, it broke. It broke in half. But see, they used to let chassis go for years. Uh, what? They never magnafluxed them or tested them until they started breaking. And now they don't keep their chassis more than a couple of years because yeah, yeah. of the amount of stress. Uh, yeah, so much stress. It's like 300 miles an hour in three seconds, three to four seconds in an eighth mile. You think there's any stress? Yeah. Lots of stress packed in there. I mean, and for John Force to still run in his 70s and he's taking a four to five G acceleration. And a five to six G deceleration yeah. on your body. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, that's hard on a guy yeah. and a girl. But that's awesome. yeah, the girls are still doing really well. They're holding their own. Uh, yeah. Who was a? Uh, I think it was Brittany during qualifying. She was third yeah. out of sixteen. Leah yeah, unfortunately did not have a first qualifying run that went in her favor. But okay. I haven't seen since. I haven't seen did. since. I don't know where Erica Enders is. She, as well. yeah, again, I only saw qualifying two days ago. Erica right. won. She was, she did she's well bad. in qualifying. And she's a good she's interview amazing. too. And you know who else is a good interview and it's part of the Tony Stewart team is Hagen. Yes. Uh, was he like former wrestler or football or something? <laughs> football player. Okay. I was looking at him. Well, all, I was giving him a, a hard. Drag racer? I was giving him a hard time. I said, "So does Schumacher say anything about your weight?" Well, not as long as I keep winning. Yeah. He, doesn't. he says, "If I ever start losing, I'm sure he's going to bring it up." Yeah, when he slowly pushes over a salad. Yeah, all right. Yeah, he oh. don't look like a salad. Well, he's got his own ranch. He's got his own beef. Hey, yeah. and was that really a winner? Uh, th- wait. Did you see that great big tub of... Uh, 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 mohawks, it yeah. looked like. Yeah. Tomahawks. Tomahawks. Is that mohawks. it? <laughs> Your dad just fell out of his yeah, chair. Sorry. That looked like a beautiful case of, of meat. meat. I went, yeah, I, I, that was in the, uh, the Xfinity race. That was beautiful. And hey, go Sheldon. Wasn't that his first race? Yeah, that was in his this very new first. level, this I, next level. And I, he was fifth, I think. I right? thought he did extremely I think well. He did. So he. He he's, interviewed well. He's interviewed well, and then, but I was getting frustrated because he's like running like second, third, second, third, and then they go to a commercial break, and then they go back. I'm like, how do you get to seventh? How's he ninth? Right. So I rewound it, and nope, they go into commercial break, and I never saw why he dropped back. Yeah. But then he worked his way back up. I'm like, right. yay, 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 go Sheldon, go Sheldon. Commercial break, right. back down to seventh or ninth, something. Like, I'm like, what? What keeps happening? Well, it's 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 just the it's the car, it's the speed. And the draft, and all you have to do is you let off the gas. It takes forever to get <clears throat> back up where you laid out. And if you're not in it, keep your foot in it the whole time. He I, ended strong. He ended strong. I think he's being a little hesitant. He's being you know, smart. Let's I say think, smart. That's what I think. Yes. It's but, also strategy when it comes to racing. So oh, you know. so much strategy. Yeah. So hey, uh, before we go, uh, did you guys hear about Seth Quintero? I believe is his name. He was uh, a racer at the Dakar Rally. What? Uh, he won almost all the heats. Oh yes, for, yeah, nineteen-year-old kid. He San was eighteen. Marcos. Yeah, from San Marcos, and he was eighteen last year, making him the youngest kid to Motorcycle ever win a stage. Or a car? He's in like what a four wheeler. Four wheeler, yeah. So uh, congratulations to yeah. a local San Diego kid. Oh, absolutely, won like all but one stage. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll so. have to work on getting him. All right, well, we're going to take uh, take a small break, but don't touch that dial. Gun Owners Radio, right around the corner. FM ninety six one, AM eleven seventy. The answer. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.